Welcome again to the Bread of Life podcast. Today, I am looking forward to talking to you about one of my favorite subjects. We are now in December, which every December we celebrate the Advent of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is a great time of year. We have decorations, we have lights, we have parties to go to, and Christmas pageants to go to. And my favorite thing is we have a lot of Christmas cookies and a lot of different foods that we only make once a year to celebrate the blessed birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ gives the whole human race hope because if Jesus would not have come in the manner of which he came, we would have been dead in our trespasses and sins. Because you see, when the earth was created, the first Adam sinned and fell from God's grace. But God was not willing that the human race should completely perish. So he sent his son in the form of a baby to, as recorded in the Gospels, die on a cross to save us from our sins. The way that he did this is he chose to eradicate the sin nature by giving us the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, that which was conceived in Mary was of the Holy Ghost. If you remember, in Matthew chapter 1, Joseph, who Mary was engaged to, was afraid to take Mary, his wife, onto him because they had never been married before, and she was found with child. And that was a stigma in that day. He had the right to publicly humiliate her and put her away in divorce. But the Bible says he was not willing to do that to Mary. So his plan was to put her away privately. In Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 20, But then the angel Gabriel came on to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, fear not to take on to thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So he did as the Lord commanded unto him. The prophet Isaiah prophesied the coming of Jesus by a sign. And it says in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel which being translated is God with us. So even back then, Jesus was prophesied as God himself. And that's the only way he could have done what he did, by being God himself. Now we're going to come into one of my favorite passages of Scripture, which shows the birth of Christ. Just to show you how powerful God the Father is, in Luke chapter 1, the birth of John the Baptist was prophesied. Zachariah's wife was barren for years and years, and she was beyond child-rearing years. In Luke chapter 1, he came to Zechariah, who was the prophet, and 
Zechariah was at that time the high priest. And it's interesting through the scriptures that the high priest was by rotation because there were so many of them. So the high priest switched from time to time. And the fact that Zechariah was to be in the presence of God at this time was amazing. And the angel Gabriel came to Zechariah while he was in the Holy of Holies in the temple. And he said to Zechariah, he said, hey, your wife, Elizabeth, is going to conceive and bear a son. And his name is John the Baptist. And John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. In other passages of scripture, it says that John prepared the way for Jesus. And John eventually baptizes Jesus later on in the New Testament. So Mary doesn't tell anybody that she is with child. And in Luke chapter 1, she goes to visit Elizabeth because she hears that Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And as soon as Mary gets into Elizabeth's presence, and before she even tells Elizabeth anything, the baby John the Baptist jumped in her womb, and she realizes that she is in the presence of the handmaiden of the Lord, which was Mary, because Jesus was already conceived in Mary's body. So, she is in the presence of Elizabeth, and Elizabeth prophesies to this. And then we come to Luke chapter 2, which is my favorite passage of Scripture. And it says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, onto Judea, onto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was that when the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, 
Let us now go even on to Bethlehem and see this thing which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when the eighth day was completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name which was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Isn't that powerful? God the Father was interested in some lowly shepherds in the field, prophesying to them about his coming. God didn't go to the king's palace to prophesy. He came to the lowest of low. That was the lowest occupation in Israel, but yet it was the most important because that's where the father of the bloodline of Jesus, King David, was also a shepherd. God used the schoolroom of the sheepfold to teach a lot of the gospel. Luke chapter 2 is one of my favorite chapters of Scripture, because there we see the coming of our Savior. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me today and you don't know if you've ever come to Jesus Christ, the Bible says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. He's not willing for any to perish, but that all should come to repentance. So Jesus there is the Christ child. He's coming to save his people from their sin. Jesus came to save all people from their sins. As we know the story of the gospel, after he was born, he grew, and when he was eight years old, his parents went to Jerusalem, and he, of course, went into the temple, and the priests marveled at his knowledge. It was amazing to them how much Jesus knew. He was with them for so long that the caravan with Mary and Joseph left, and Jesus was still there. When they went back to Jerusalem to find our Savior, and when his mother was in a frantic, he said to his mother, Don't you know that I was about my father's business? So even at the young age where Jesus was, he understood his purpose. As we go through this Christmas season, of course, we're going to hear a lot about the baby in the manger. But the baby didn't stay in a manger. The baby grew up and he started his ministry. He called his 12 disciples and they went through Judea and through them, through the uttermost parts of the earth. They spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, how that he came through the virgin birth. He became the second Adam. He became sin for us on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross for us, it says the veil of the temple was rent in twain. 
from the top onto the bottom. And what that did at the time of Jesus' death, he became the supreme sacrifice for us. And because his blood was holy and was not defiled due to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, we therefore can approach the throne of God and we can be saved. That is the whole reason that I'm speaking to you today. I want you to know that Jesus did not only come as a baby, but he came as the Christ of the cross. He went from the manger to the cross for you because he loves you and he wants you to come and he wants you to come to him so that he can give you peace which is beyond all understanding. Without him, there is no peace. There is no peace in Israel because the Bible says Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. Then, especially through Peter and the Apostle Paul, they went to the Gentile nations to give us the opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. Where do you stand with Jesus today, folks? I know this is a beautiful time of the year. We have lights, we have beauty, we have parties, and all kinds of things, presents. And, you know, uh, when the Magi came to Jesus, and a lot of times, you know, because of time, when we go to our Christmas pageants, we show the birth of Jesus, and then we show the Magi coming. But it is believed that Jesus was a young child when the Magi came to see Jesus, because it says that the Magi came to the house, and that would have been in Nazareth, and Jesus was a young child when the Magi came and presented on him gifts. You know from Scripture what those are. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those gifts were used by the disciples when Jesus was buried. They used those spices to anoint the body of Jesus. I don't know if you got anything out of this podcast today, but if you didn't get anything else, I want you to know that Jesus came in the form of a baby so that he could become a young man and start his priestly ministry and instruct us how to come to him. And then he died on a cross so that the whole human race could be saved. As you're listening to me today, Jesus does not automatically force his way upon you. You have to come to the realization that you are a sinner And there is no way that you can save yourself, but you must reach out to Jesus Christ through prayer and tell him, Lord, I am a sinner. There's no way I can save myself, but I believe you came in the form of a baby and that you died on the cross for my sins. And I claim the blood of Jesus over my sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, Verse 13, that if you do this, you will be saved. It's the most powerful thing 
that Jesus was interested in the whole human race. That's why he came. And when he went to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He forgave those that put him on the cross because he came with a specific mission in mind. He said, I've got to shed my blood so that my blood can wash away their sins because his blood was holy. And God the Father said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Jesus had to come, shed his blood, so that he could be the sacrifice for us, because our blood is already contaminated. But Jesus was not. He was pure. The Bible says that in him there was no darkness at all. But he was pure, holy, just, and righteous. As we go through this Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to not only worship the baby in the manger, but worship the Christ of the cross. And if you haven't come to him, come to him. He's only a prayer away. Have a blessed Christmas season, you and yours.